Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Monday. Another week. November is galloping through. It's winter. Just yesterday we were in the summer. And now we're almost at Thanksgiving. For those that are tuning in in America, Thanksgiving is like the beginning of winter. You know, it's like once Thanksgiving hits, like you're in that zone. Wherever you're from, it's still November. We've been talking yesterday about this idea of honor in others. So for those that are joining us now that missed Sunday, all good. We just started to move from the concept of values and principles. What do we honor? What do we respect? What are the things that are beyond the surface? What are the things that we see in people? How do we bring that into our lives so that it becomes part of our our mini culture, our micro culture? Your micro culture can be just a few friends. It could be people in your life. It can be, it could be people that you don't even meet, but that you listen to, or you read, or you read about. Whatever you, we put in front of our minds is what makes is what feels most familiar and that familiar feeling is what makes us be more inclined to do it when you're around stories and things that are negative and that are that that express the wrong values it'll feel for it'll feel more familiar to do those things and when we ended up last last week was talking about this concept that when we look at our own lives and what we're doing, we have to go to one step deeper to understand the values that are within. Because that will help us put the right things in front of us. That'll help us see the world one layer beneath the surface. And where we started yesterday was this idea that it's not enough or There is a level of doing it, but the next level now, what we're really moving towards is being able to not only see this in our lives, but to see it in other people. When we look at other people, we tend to focus on the surface of their actions. We tend to see people's actions and deeds and thoughts and opinions for what they are and not as a manifestation of something that is deeper in them as well. When people get into these personal disputes, they're always focused on, he said this and she said this and he did this and he, she said that and he did this and he didn't do this and she didn't do this. There is a certain feeling that we have when other people do things to us or don't do things for us. We analyze and judge the behavior on the surface because we're not in that person's head. So we don't know what they're really thinking. We can't delve into their values. We can't understand why this happened before. All we know is that we believe strongly in one thing and they believe strongly in something totally different. And as a result, we're at each other. I saw videos of, of um, the protests that took place this weekend. Now, I'm all for peaceful protest. We're living in America. I think it's a huge right. 
I really do. I think it's a tremendous statement to live in a country where if you have a problem, you get to protest. That's part of what it means to have be living in a free society. I'm all for that. You agree, don't agree. It doesn't matter. But let me tell you the part that I did I didn't like. I didn't like this part. So I'm watching, just just watching a little bit on them. There's one part of the protest where like they have like they, they gate off one group and there's cops and then and there's another group. They're like the they're opposites of each other. And they're just like yelling at each other. And I was like, these are adults. These aren't like little, these are adults cursing, yelling at each other. One group without masks, one group with masks. Cops in the middle, probably like looking up, like, you know, rolling their eyes, being like, can I just go home? It bothers me that like, I get it. There are people that aren't, that, that disagree with you. And that you may have to take steps to protect yourself against positions and policies it's fine it's life but to descend to a level where all that's happening is people just cursing at each other it's just that when i look over the fence i just see your actions i don't have the ability to go deeper into who you are as a human being i don't see you as a human being i see you as just the the thing that is carrying your actions. And as a result, I don't treat you like a person that is deeper than just that, what you do and that, what you say. And this is everywhere. Clearly this takes place across political lines. This takes place across denominational lines. You see this? People of the same faith that just see the other person as less because they don't share certain beliefs and they don't think, wait, if I grew up in that person's background, whether they are to the right of me or to the left of me, if I had their background and their family and da 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 maybe I'd think just like them. I agree. I disagree. They should be the rabbi. They shouldn't be the rabbi. Forget that. Forget like the implications of their policies. I'm just talking about the human being for a second. I had this once in a negotiation. I remember learning this years ago and trying to apply it. So I went to, I was in the middle of a, a, a challenging negotiation. And the guy across was so aggressive. And I didn't, I didn't believe a word that he said. Not a word. So we're sitting and negotiating and whatever it is. And, and at some point I'm like, man, I got to tell you, I really appreciate your, your aggressiveness, man. It's like, it's nice to see you like really passionate. I appreciate that. And the guy's looking at me like, what? I'm like, I don't believe a word you're saying. And I don't, I'm not going to give out on this, on this, on this, you know, issue. But I just want to, for a minute, acknowledge that like, man, like you're inspiring me. Like you're really, you're really trying. And I want to just, that's awesome. The guy had no idea what to do with that. He was like, wait, wait, you agree? I'm like, no, I I still disagree with the point. Like, you know what I'm saying? I still think this is the wrong point for my client. But like, still, I don't note for the record that like, you know what? The guy's like, wait. And in his head, he was like, I don't know how to deal with that. Like, what do you mean? Like, are you with me or you're against me? I'm like, no, as a human being, I happen to think that I'm really appreciative of how hard you're trying. I just disagree still, but I could bifurcate between an issue and a human 
And he, he was like totally thrown. He, he had no idea how to, he's like, thanks. Like he didn't know what to do next. And like the whole negotiation changed just because for a second, someone taught this to me and I tried to apply it. I see the person in front of me as a human being, values and principles and a background and parents and their own culture and their own teachers and their own influencers. And when I go into that person and maybe even I can't get there, but if I could just for a second try, I'm not that much different than the person across from me. And maybe if I were in that person's shoes, I'd be on that side of the aisle. The Torah teaches us never judge a person until you stand in their shoes. And the commentators say, you can't possibly do that. It's impossible. And the answer, yeah, that's why you should never judge a person. You know, in the old days when they had the great um, courts, they're called the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin, the judges, in order to get onto this great, like high rabbinic court, they had to speak 70 languages. Can you imagine 70 languages? I'm still struggling with English over here. I speak Brooklynese. Like, can you imagine 70 languages? Because when somebody disputes and they're not in their mother tongue, you don't understand the depths of who they are. So in order for the rabbi, who knows all of Torah, who knows all Jewish law, who knows everything by the book, still, if you don't understand someone's language, you can't get into their shoes enough. So when someone else whose language you do understand goes up against someone whose language you don't understand, you're not going to fully be able to dispute a case. Can you imagine what it means to put yourself in someone else's shoes, to see the depths of who that person is, to see the values in somebody else. Now we're scared to do this stuff because we're scared we're going to be a little too Pollyannish. We may think too good in people. There is evil around. See, this is the difference between the spiritual way of seeing it and the physical way of seeing it. The the physical way of seeing the world is that if you think people are bad, it's good because you'll protect yourself. When we grow up, kids are very black and white. So we have to teach them that strangers are bad. When they're little, we, we can't teach little kids to like, well, you know, this stranger, it's not real. He's little. She's little. Just if you see someone that's not mommy or daddy or your teacher, don't go anywhere near them. That's what happens when they're little. Because when you're little, you're physical. Your brain is physical. Even the mind is physical. That's why in Judaism, there's a concept called a bar and a bat mitzvah. It's because we see that when kids are in the growth phases, they don't, they don't really have the the real capacity of real spirituality. Spirituality doesn't take place in the beginning. The way their brains work, their souls, they're just not intellectualizing their spirituality. They're all spirituality. They go, they grow, they change the world. They're they're just all spirituality, but it doesn't come here. And at first, when you're young, you've got to like figure out the world. So the, the rhetoric is so black and white. So you see things just for what they are. But as you get older, there's another way of seeing the world, which is I could could disagree with you and I could protect myself against the implications of your decisions vehemently without ever 
without ever thinking that, that there's something wrong with you. That's a tremendous thing. There's a great story about a famous lady named Bruria. She was married to one of the greatest rabbis at the time, a rabbi named Rabbi Mayer. Rabbi Mayer had a bunch of people in his neighborhood that was tormenting him because he was a rabbi. And he started to pray that they would go away or that they would die. Like just, and Bruria, his wife said, what are you doing? Because they're they killing they, they, And he said, don't pray against them. Just pray that they see the light or that they appreciate you. Who they are is inherently good. And he did. And they changed. That's the challenge that we have in front of us. Is being able to look around the people that are around our lives and try to find the values within them. Try to find the principles that we respect within them. Try to see them for something more than their actions or their thoughts, or not their thoughts, their actions or their deeds. Because that's how we honor humanity. We honor people at the highest level when we see past their physical. There is no greater honor you can give to another human being than opening our eyes and seeing them for something beyond their physical. When we see somebody and we honor them for their physical, it, it's, a, it's like counterfeit. And we know it's counterfeit. And people feel like it's counterfeit. You see this all the time. People will spend money and go crazy to have, to look really, really nice. And they'll walk into a room and everyone will comment how good they look. And it's nice, but it doesn't necessarily do it for them. Or people will go out and read and make so much money and buy big toys and big homes. And people will be enamored by how much they have and how successful they are. And it just, if you really know, it doesn't really do it. And they'll get this award and that award and this trophy and that trophy and these letters after the name and these letters. And it's all wonderful. And everyone will clap and it'll be great. And they'll come to the ceremonies and it'll be awesome. But at the end of the day, there's just... It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't seep in, which is why you'll see people that are at the top of their games in every industry and they're not happier, blown away people. They're always striving for the next thing because as they achieve that trophy, that house that look they can be on the cover of of a bill they can be on a billboard and everybody's going crazy with their beauty it just doesn't translate to something deeper until somebody comes across and sees them for who they really are is that soul you achieved isn't as good as you tried because you tried comes from your soul and you achieved is the physical result. You parade 10 people in a room and everyone goes, wow, you're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. And one person goes, your soul is shining. Your traits are so pristine. There is no comparison between how good you look on the outside to who you are on the inside. And there are people that walk around and no one has ever seen them for who they are. 
They could be living in our homes. They could be living in our classrooms. They could be living in our communities. And sometimes they're the most successful people on the block. And everybody doesn't even talk to them because they're so successful. Meanwhile, no one since they're little has ever given them a compliment besides something physical. Or on the flip side, they don't fit into a box. So no one knows what to do with them. So everyone like tries to find a box for them to fit into. Like I was saying yesterday, this is the story of my life. As a kid growing up, I just couldn't sit in a classroom. I don't know what it was about school. I just couldn't. I don't want to tell you. I just couldn't. I was, thank God, I was played two sports. I was on moot court. I was on the government. You name it. If I could get out of class and do something, I was doing it. You tell me to sit down and pay attention. I was going out of my mind. Every single teacher, every single parent-teacher conference, we don't know what to do with Charlie. We don't know what to do with Charlie. He's not this. He's not this. He's not this. He's not this. You know what it was like? God bless my mom because she'd come to the principal's offices. Man, you don't know my Charlie. He's going to be a lawyer. He's going to be a president. They're like, we got him. This is Ferrari. But like, I mean, we we don't know. They're trying to put me into a box. This is the box. The box is called sitting for 12 hours, dual curriculum. The box is called grade point average. And we got to take you and shove you into this box. And if we don't, we got to figure out what to do with you because this is the box. I live here, the teachers say. I live in school. That's what I do. I do this building. And I love them. I really do. But they live in the school. Box. Every once in a while, you get lucky. Someone looks at you and goes, you're more than just whatever you can and can't do in society. You're more. I see you for your values. I see you for something deeper than you are. You can breathe when that person happens. You can breathe when someone sees more in you than you see in yourself. There are kids right now in homes and no one's ever seen them. And all we see is what they do. Or what they don't do. Sometimes they're nestled between other children. They're not necessarily remarkable in any which way. No one really sees them. They're kids sitting in classrooms. No one sees them. People in relationships. Communities, families. They're invisible. They're invisible because nobody sees them. Because nobody knows to look for something beyond the surface. We don't know how to look for things beyond the surface. Yeah. I can count that what Deb said is exactly right. Being a teacher is so critical. I always had good teachers. But I got to tell you, I can count. I'll tell you maybe another time the story of one of my teachers changed my life. I'll tell you that story one day. Remind me. Yotav Eliach. One phone call, one night changed my life. Teachers, principals, parents, friends. When we see people for what they say or what they do, we get lost in this world of what you do for me. You agree with me, you don't agree with me. You're on my team, you're off my team, you're in my, I don't know. 
we compliment, we compliment those that are winning at the game of life that we respect. But when we start to change our eyes to see what's underneath the surface of people, man, do we see things that no one sees? Do we see things that no one sees? We look around to the people in our lives and we see something in them that may have been invisible to us. Their traits, their qualities, their principles, even if it's 90% bad, the 10% that's glistening, we see it. That's what real eyesight is. That's what real spiritual vision is. That's what honor really is. Honor is the ability, in part, to see the depth in somebody else. We're running. I'll talk about this tomorrow, 2920. It goes so quick. I hope for you. For me, he does. I hope for you, too. 20. We're going to talk about tomorrow, why we can't do it. What's the block? But for today, try it. Just try today. Work, family, life, just just look over to the people that you're around and look deeper. Don't do it too long because they'll think it's weird. Don't like sit there staring. They're like, uh, Ma, you okay? Like, don't do that. <laughs> sit in a conference and being like, looking at somebody like, uh, sir, I don't want you to get in trouble with HR. But, but for today, try to Look at people with a little bit of a deeper lens. See them for who they really are. Maybe that will start to build the eyesight that's inside every one of us, the spiritual eyes that really, really navigate our lives. For those that want, um, Ariella Reader sent um the five levels of zeal and in written form is so nice of her. She wrote it up for us. Um, so if you want, email me, charlie at charlieharari.com. Andy wrote it up as well. Um, and I'll send it to you for those who remember that. Until then, try today to do this. Really, try today to do this. Just a little bit. Tomorrow we'll talk about what the blocks are. Because once we get underneath this, man, this world starts to open up in ways we had no idea possible. Okay, have a great day. And uh, with God's help, I can't wait to see you tomorrow.